0: Welcome to Take It to the Hub, Davis High School's 30-minute radio segment. I'm Megan Bobrowski, and today you'll hear about this past weekend's robotic competition in addition to the interview of the week. Davis High hosted their first robotics competition on October 24th and 25th. The Citrus Circuits defeated all other competitors.
1: At 9 o'clock in the morning on October 24th, Over 20 teams in the Sacramento area arrived to compete in the Capital City Classic held in the North Gym at Davis High. The World Champions Team 1678 Citrus Circus representing Davis showed dominance in Day 1 preliminary of Recycle Rush, which requires teams to create stacks of boxes with trash cans on top with their robots. After Day 1 ended, Senior Megan Yomoa, Vice Captain and Lead Mechanic, was confident about the main event that would take place on Day 2. Avery, our driver, Kelly, our operator, and me, we really know like our game plan for the um, each match. Once we're there, we're able to just do the match, do what we always do. Um, so I think that was really great. In addition to the competition on day one, teams also attended workshops held by experienced members of the Citrus Circuits. Mike Corsetto, the lead technical mentor of the Citrus Circuits, was in charge of the event and organized the workshops.
2: And our team, with
3: our wealth of knowledge, was able to share our experience with the teams that came to our event. So not only are they getting practice on the field uh, with, this, with our event, uh, playing the game Recycle Rush, but they're also learning more about how to build robots back when they uh, start the next season. On day
1: two, teams form alliances in preparation for the playoffs of the main event, with Citrus Circuits captaining the number one seed, Red Alliance. During the semifinals, there was a confusion of scoring, initially leading to a loss for the Citrus Circuits. However, after review, the scores changed and the nice, Citrus Circuits were declared nice. the winners of the first match. After the blunder in scoring, the Citrus Circuits cruised through the rest of the tournament to win the Capital City Classic. Junior Avery Fulgerson, the first-year driver for the Citrus Circuits, reflected on his performance in the Citrus Circuits win in the Capital City Classic.
2: Uh, I think I've been doing okay, uh... This is all about being consistent and uh, I haven't been as consistent as I would
1: like to be. From KDRT's Dirt on Davis, this is Nathan Coe.
0: Junior Tess McDaniel is the founder of Davis High's newest club, Nature Club. Listen to hear what it's all about. DHS Junior Tess McDaniel is one of the co-founders of a new Davis High group, Nature Club. Nature Club was founded by me and a bunch of my friends, specifically Anna Young who is kind of the, like, the president right now, and, um... McDaniel credits her interest in nature to live in California. I mean, it's really cool that here in California, we have so many different, like, types of landscapes, so we have the beach, we have um, Tahoe and the mountains, and we have all sorts of different environments, and so we really enjoy being out, like, in nature and just trying to experience everything. Um, it's kind of cool because I think nature clubs sort of connects to like a lot of the um, classes we have here at DHS, like Environmental Club and Zobot, and I'm taking biology right now. So I think that's cool that it really does connect to kind of some of the environments we're learning about in biology. McDaniel helped start Nature Club as a way to share her passion for nature with like-minded people. We started it, we went on a hike together and we were talking about how much fun it would be to do this all the time and to kind of meet new people who were interested in the same thing. And so we thought it would be really fun to start a club where we could kind of branch out and meet other people who are interested in nature and um, in hiking and being outdoors in general. McDaniel's goals for Nature Club are to get more people interested in exploring nature and to learn new things about the world around her. So Nature Club is just going to be kind of a fun, chill way to spend lunch on Tuesdays. It's also going to be a way to organize um, hikes and other just kind of outdoor um, events that we're going to do on the weekends outside of school. Nature Club meets during lunch on Tuesdays in L27. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Hannah Wyman. Stay tuned for the sports podcast. Take
1: it to the blue.
3: Hello and welcome to Take It to the Hub, Davis Senior High School's number one sports podcast. Number one. Number one. I am your host, Owen Yanker, alongside me, as always, is Will Bodendorfer and
2: Dylan Lee. Welcome to episode three. I can't believe we made it this far, but haven't been canceled yet, so we're just gonna keep going. We're still going. All
3: right. So we're gonna go right into it. Our first topic for today's podcast is the National Basketball Association. Um Starting their season today, so let's start out with. Uh, I'm sure
2: Dylan has some some uh, yeah, kind of words to say. Uh, about the well, uh,
4: as surely as the sunset, I've got my <laughs> annual pick for the NBA, and I hope to not be disappointed early in the playoffs this year again. Um, it's kind of a
2: theme. We've well you and your well, Clippers.
4: That's a matter of opinion. Uh, we've got a really strong updated Clippers lineup uh, here in the West, ready to take things away from the elderly Spurs. And overrated Warriors. Uh, Chris Paul coming back, best point guard in the NBA by a country mile. Okay. Um, then you've got JJ Reddick, uh, three point sniper, um, one well, of the finest guards. I have to ask though, What do are. you think
2: about the addition of Lance Stevenson? You actually, already have Josh Smith, who yeah, basically think, has lost you games. Now you throw well, out another. I don't think Josh Smith case. is
4: is really a negative. He's actually he's actually a good player. He's surprisingly, no, I, I, surprisingly a decent shooter. Uh, he's he's a good player. Um, and I, I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to the team. But Lance Stevenson is someone who I'm actually very excited about. He, yeah, I'm actually really don't happy don't. about this. I think he's eventually going to take the starting job uh, at small forward if he doesn't already have it going into the season. Um, he's a really talented player, and he showed a lot of that potential with the Pacers before having – not as great of a season last year. Um, he is known to blow in people's ears, which is uh, something. It's
3: great it's always a that's, positive. That's, I, I like his style of blowing in people's ears. That's how you should play the game.
4: Exactly. That's good old how
2: fashioned I, That's how I was raised. That's, that's how you play basketball. basketball. That's, that's yeah. exactly
4: right.
3: So, going, going off the Clippers, my hot take for the Clippers this year is that they're going to lead the NBA in technical fouls. I agree. That's, there's that's no not way not they don't. Chris Paul, Lance Stevenson, things. Blake Griffin. I mean, DeAndre. I, they, I mean, yeah there's no way there's no way they lead
4: the they lead the nba in uh technicals and also wins though that's my prediction okay
2: i also feel like maybe they might just sign rasheed wallace just off the bench or off the you know waiver wires to just get a few more technicals might as well just go all in yeah if they're they're going for it they may as well go
4: for the record yeah you you might as well
2: add on yeah um as for me obviously warriors fan successful season last year a lot of people called it lucky uh i'm excited to see it will it was lucky yeah exactly there we go (laughs) um I'm excited to see, you know, how this team's going to fare against some increased competition in the West. Uh, Dylan mentioned the Dil- the Clippers already. Obviously, they kind of loaded up this offseason. And then, obviously, the Spurs getting LaMarcus Aldridge, I think, was a huge addition, um, and David West for, you know, a really good contract. So that's going to be – I think it's going to be great basketball out in the West. Obviously, the East is going to have the Cavs, but I think the West is really going to be the conference to watch this year. Um, but now we can go into our dark horses, because that's what everyone really wants to hear. Right, right. so yeah. yeah,
3: let's let's start with Dylan. I want to hear your prediction for your dark horse candidate in the all NBA right. this season.
4: Uh, so, as many may know, I'm a big fan of the Spanish wonder child, mm. Ricky Rubio. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the best players he's ever grace in NBA court in recent years, I think, recent memory. Uh, I can't uh, agree with that. Most talented. He, he's also often injured. Um, he's got a great uh, skill set, you know, out there. He's a he's a great point guard. He's slippery as all hell, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hard to stop out there and i think he can leave the timberwolves to uh at least the playoff run this year
2: okay i can see that i mean i think it's a really young team um however i'm gonna go with the hornets real dark horse here uh i don't know i kind of question the drafting of you know zeller uh and kaminsky i think i mean i don't know i i wasn't a huge fan of that but i think yeah not often you take two white guys yeah no really they just yeah no i agree i mean they have Jefferson in the post though. They got Kemba Walker, I think he's gonna have a breakout year. They got Jeremy Lin coming off the bench. Uh, I think he'll play well too. And I think this what team could snag like a in the weekend Eastern Conference could probably snag like a six seed if they play really, really well. All right. And I'm gonna keep it local. I'm gonna even go mm-hmm. even more dark dark
3: than the Hornets and Will. I'm going to take the local team. The Sacramento Kings is go. my darkest candidate. That is as dark
4: as it gets, my friend. It is very dark in <laughs> Sacramento. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... Does that stadium even have lights? I'm
2: not sure. I'm I, not, I, know like I, the, this, I know the
4: roof leaks. The team
2: has potential to be great. I mean, we'll see what happens with Rondo. Obviously, Rondo, Cousins, Carl, not personalities that are you would expect to gel right off the bat, so we'll see what happens there. I but heard they
4: got offered to join the WNBA.
2: That would be... I uh, Did you hear Charles Barkley said that the Lakers would have been uh, the fourth best team in California, and would have been the fifth if the uh, Los Angeles Sparks <laughs> WNBA team was playing in season. So,
3: so yeah, so, definitely
2: a shot at the Lakers there. So keep
3: an eye on the Sacramento Kings. They're they're going with a big lineup this year with uh Kali mm-hmm. Stein, Cousins, and they also added Willie Trill, man. What a nickname. He's that he's guy. awesome. And then Costa Kufis, they added him Ooh. in the off season.
4: So size means so. absolutely nothing when your ears are being blown to smithereens <laughs> by, 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 by Lance by by Stevenson. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, so we're gonna head right on to our next topic, which is the World Series, which starts tonight between the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Mets. So, Dylan, let's hear your take on that.
4: Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna go with Mets in seven. Uh, I think the Mets' rotation is looking a lot stronger than the Royals right now. The Mets have um, the Blue Jays. You mean? You said the Royals. I'm sorry, you're you're. I'm wearing blue yeah Royals jersey, which suddenly procured. out really of nowhere. It is you know what I'm not confused, a huge. It's jersey. a Bo Jackson jersey
2: actually, yeah. which right. is why I'm right. wearing. But anyway, you know what? keep it to yourself.
4: <laughs> uh, so the Mets, I think we've actually been over this Royals jersey last year. Yeah, no, yeah, probably. Yeah. So the Mets have uh, an ace and probably the best pitcher, one of the best pitchers in the National League right now, uh, Jacob DeGrom. He's been looking amazing this postseason. This year's Madison Bumgarner, although a poor man's version, if I do say so myself. Mm. Um, You've got Matt Flo's Harvey, though, right? Matt Harvey uh, another ace, that's two aces so far, you got Noah Syndergaard who was one of the best prospects in baseball, uh, came up recently and he's been pitching uh, very well and he's shown a lot of potential and I think that should really pan out starting now in the World Series. This is his moment and he's going to break out right now. Um, so the, the Mets have a clear advantage in the pitching category and I think... Harvey, DeGrom, and possibly even Syndergaard could all go twice in this series, uh, especially if he goes to seven games. That's going to be a big difference maker. Um, And then in the lineup, you've got, obviously, David Wright, uh, one of the most consistent all-stars in the uh, MLB. Who is coming off injury, though. True, but, you know, when is he not? And he's always always held himself to a high standard. Uh, And then what I think is the best uh, acquisition... Out of all of them this year, actually during the MLB season, it's Yoenis Cespedes, mm. uh, former Oakland Athletic, and he's he's been hitting amazingly well for the Mets since coming over, uh, and he should probably be a pretty big difference maker in the series. I think even the less than hundred percent with some kind I, of shoulder I can energy. agree with that. I'm gonna go
2: with the Blue Jays in six. In six. I, I think. originally had him in four, but you know Dylan kind of talked me in into it just now. Obviously the Mets, very uh, great pitching staff, like Dylan alluded to. But I think just the spirit of this Toronto team, the city of Toronto, Six God, Drake, coming in with the support, I don't think... I think he's this not, team is going to carry B. the you momentum. Can't just, like, I think sports yeah. games. That's, that's a good point. Maybe little B will jump on the Toronto yeah, I'd bandwagon. Yeah, I actually to suspend
4: my pick until I hear what
2: little B is doing. That's, the that's, World that's just That's what we him. need to know. So if anyone if out there knows what little B's going for, that's where. Yeah. It. If anyone if anyone knows, they can they can email us at ticket to the hub. Uh uh-huh. Little <laughs> B, feel free to email us as well. We're what is the email? Ticket to the hub. Ticket to the hub at DHS at DHS. Ticket
4: to the hub DHS at gmail
2: There you go. No one. What about you? So um. I'm I'm going with the
3: pick that will shied away from. Mm. I'm going to take the Blue Jays in four. Wow, wow. Um, Edwin Encarnacion, Jose Batista. I don't care how good this Mets rotation is, they can't be stopped. Those balls are going to be flying straight out of these stadiums.
4: And Edwin Encarnacion is on steroids. I just like to throw that out there. That um, is also
3: something I'm not opposed to. In <laughs> Jose Batista
4: is on steroids, blowing in people's ears,
3: shooting up. I mean.
2: If you gotta win, you gotta win. Yeah. I do man, respect I his that. bat
4: flip though. That was a sweet. That was bat flip.
2: sweet, man. That was just watching seeing that picture is what made me want them to win. All I don't need miss anything cool like that. Probably. I'm glad we but, have yeah. such a
4: esteemed staff yeah. of uh, that expert. Cool, cool pictures here. equals <laughs>
2: win.
3: Alright. Next thing I wanna know what is your World Series MVP prediction?
4: Ooh. Ooh. Um well, like I said, I think it's gonna be Cespedes. I think he's gonna hit uh probably like f- four, maybe five home runs. Wow. Okay, that's a lot. Um, I think he's going to be the difference maker in at least two or three games, if not all the games, You know, indirectly, but directly in a couple of games. Uh, he's, he's one of the best players in the MLB right now.
2: I'm going to go with Bautista. Okay. Obviously the easy pick for the, the Blue Jays, but I think he's kind of the heart of that team. Um, and I think he's going to kind of get a couple hits early on on that Mets rotation and kind of get the ball rolling for the Blue Jays, Um, and then eventually he'll kind of open up the path and they'll be able to just start hitting the bombs off of that rotation. Okay, I'm I'm going to go go with 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 a pitcher.
3: I'm going to go with the new ace on the block in Toronto, David Price. Mm. He is going to shut down the New York Mets.
4: Well, that's not true, but okay.
3: And that is my prediction. (laughs) All right, moving on, we're going to talk about high school football. (laughs) This week, Davis
2: High is taking on Grant. Day before Halloween, what's your thoughts? Um... I mean, usually, Powerhouse. Grant, Grant usually comes out of this conference. Um, I mean, I think, it was it last year they played Folsom? I obviously, got killed by Folsom, but everybody does. Um, but usually, you know, one of the top two teams in the league. Um, I think standing wise, they still might be this year. But they just beat Sheldon by one point, if I'm not one, mistaken, one. Yeah. who we beat um, on homecoming like, only a couple weeks ago. By, them we destroyed him. So, uh, Grant's obviously a very physical team. Uh, they always have great athletes, and they're always, you know, a team that. We'll run the ball, you know, right down your throat. But I think uh, if we get out to a strong start, um, I think this team, this Blue Devil team, I mean, we almost, beat, we almost just beat Pleasant Grove, who's another really good team. Um, so I think if we get out to a good early start, kind of demoralize that Grant offense, um, you know, I think there's a chance to pull up the upset. I
4: think the big news this week, uh, it's something that sent some waves through the league this season, actually. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Davis High made a change at punter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Our very to, own. It's been long due. Uh, now the famous, infamous perhaps DHS punter will now take the field on fourth down.
2: Our very own
4: own uh, Yanker.
2: Yeah. Is now the starting punter for yeah. DHS. At I right. think that could
4: be a big difference. Field position is always key in football, and with great punts come great responsibility. Yeah. I Owen, think. what are you? What are your uh, plans? I, to... I mean, I don't.
3: I don't know that that much about this DHS punter character, but I, I've seen <laughs> seen some game film. I mean, he looks like he's pretty into the game, so I think. I think he's going to definitely oh, add, a, and add, a, add a boost to the special What What's your, yeah. your
2: prediction for your first punt? First punt? I mean, obviously it's going to Above land. 60, right? It's it's all, gotta be it's, at least. If, if it doesn't land on the one, it's a failure. That's all I'm going to say. That's Yeah. I would expect you to pin it inside the five no matter where you are in the field. I, Just I, pure I, adrenaline. I, I expect think. I, nothing less. Maybe even puncture the football, which... Probably, yeah. yeah I, I
3: would... Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <That'd>
4: be, <yeah. laughs> also... I was actually looking to obtain a permit for... Launch, launching footballs on the hey, This football might leave the stratosphere nights, but, you know? because the hang <laughs> time
3: for DHS punter is off the charts. Okay, um, we're now going to move on to our game. Oh, the final segment. Here we go. So we have a new game. It's um, a little festive for the month of October. It's called Trick or Treat. There we go. So I'm going to throw out a topic, and you're either going to say trick or treat depending on whether it's good or bad. Now, I might get a little confused here, so you might have to remind me. <laughs> Trick is bad, bad. There, we go. there we go, and treat, treat is good, Good. There okay, go. you got that Dylan? Yep. Alright, so we're going to go right in, we're going to hop in our first trick or treat topic, Kobe Bryant. Mm. Dylan, what do you think?
4: Uh, Kobe Bryant's a trick, man, he's just a, he's a real trick, Uh, just, I can't stand that guy. You know, he's not even a top three guard in the Los Angeles area. You've got Ooh. Chris Paul, better than him. Oh, You've got JJ Reddick, better than him. <laughs> okay. You've got Jamal Crawford, the slippery beast himself, better than him. Ancient. Jamal Austin, Ancient are you going to say Cow. Austin Rivers? Are you going to say Austin Ancient. Rivers? Uh, no, I was actually. I'll, I'll put Kobe, slot him in there. Right, about <laughs> right. Austin Rivers.
2: It's, a, it's a tie. It's oh. actually
4: very close, but the tiebreaker is that uh, Kobe Bryant does have a history of being you know, all right at basketball. Austin Rivers yeah, does not. Uh, but yeah, Jamal Crawford shoots better at. Uh, when he's got guys hanging off him, he's a really clutch shooter. And I, I okay. really like him. Well, sorry. Sorry, yeah, I got sidetracked there.
2: I would say I'm going to agree with Dylan and say Trick, not for the same reasons uh, because I don't agree with any of those rankings. Same ranges. accurate reasons. But I think this last year for Kobe, I think people are kind of envisioning it as like his kind of uh, like a Derek Jeter leader almost where he kind of goes around the league or whatever. Right. But I mean, this Lakers team is really in a rebuilding mode. Uh, There's no way they make the playoffs this year, especially in the conference they're in. So I think it's just... I guess it's time for him to pad his stats, maybe, get some records, but I don't think it's really a meaningful year by any means. Okay, I think Kobe's going to get the triple crown
3: for Take it to the Hub Trick or Treat segment here. I'm going to go trick also. Kobe's Mm. gone from breaking ankles to broken ankles. He's sad.
4: Bars. He is old,
3: (laughs) and he (laughs) is fragile, and I don't think he stays healthy the entire season. DHS
4: punters Kobe Bryant diss track will be dropping (laughs) sometime in the next month.
3: It's coming. Get ready. All right, our next topic is
2: going to be special teams in college football. Ooh. And this is because, as you guys know, two weeks ago Michigan lost off of a boss punt, and just last week Florida State got upset by Georgia Tech off of a blocked field goal, and we all know what happened in Auburn, Alabama last year. So Dylan, what do you trick or treat on special um, teams in college? I'm going
4: to call a trick on this one again. You know, uh, they're always talking about college kickers, how they're just not, not as good as in the NFL. They're just not... They're not real kickers. They're not real football mm-hmm. players. A lot of the time, they're okay. some of the best teams. Uh, I, that's no, that's not you. I'm you're just sitting saying next I'm to just a punter no, here. And I'm just just <laughs> like, no, I'm a big fan of DFS punter. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, just a lot of them. A lot of them don't have what it takes to be playing at the highest level. Like what they are, uh, they're not necessarily um, athletes in the same way that quarterbacks and running backs are. Just on these teams specifically. In this are point, you freaking kidding mean, me? It's not a knock on kickers <laughs> in general. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, I'm gonna actually, with I'm gonna say treat, but almost for the same uh, logic that Dylan had. I think the fact that you have worse kickers and worse punters makes the college football game more enjoyable because you have, I mean, like oh, no way in the NFL kicker is gonna miss yeah, a field I hate, goal. I
4: hate talented
2: athletes. I and hate, what I'm saying, I no, no, no. So what, okay, what I'm saying is it makes the God. game more interesting because you know in the NFL nobody's gonna miss a field goal under thirty-five. Well, yards. you should
4: just watch the Jaguars all the time if you're such a big fan of. They have a quality. Plays.
2: Okay, they won last week. Uh, my friend, 34 31 against the Bills. But I think it adds some excitement to the game, the fact that you really never get, know what's going to happen. And I also want to give a shout out to the Penn State kicker. Uh, I think he's about 5'9, 320 or something. He is he's a, large, push, he's he's a, he's a large He's a large, large man. man he's big. Um, just, yeah, putting his all out there. What about you? Um, all right,
3: special teams. I, I just want to point out that a
2: part of me just died when Dylan yeah, said. I could see it. I kickers, saw
3: kickers it and punters soul. are not athletes. That's not what I was I, saying. No, you know what? <laughs> you said it, and a part of me is gone. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it back. This, this might be the last episode ever. I just want you to know that you hurt me. <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know if I can come back on this podcast anymore. Because I'm not
4: apologizing. That,
3: I, okay, we might, you might have a new host next week. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, well, but, now... But, oh. but special teams, special teams are a treat. There you go. I, I, they are extremely I undervalued by people like you, Dylan.
2: And... I, I, and I don't know <laughs> okay. if there's any more I can say. Well, now we'll move on to number three, Joe Flacco. Obviously, not in the best situation right now. The Falcons are 1-6, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they just got destroyed last night by the Cardinals. R- yeah. All right. like
4: Call Here. me a negative Nelly if you want, but I'm trick again. Right. Joe Flacco is no such thing as an elite quarterback. If you watched the game last week... Against uh, the Cardinals. I will admit that the Cardinals are a very good defense, one of the best in the NFL, uh, but Joe Flacco does not have what it takes to, well, I guess he has already won in the, in the NFL, he it wasn't Super a Bowl. product of him, it was, it was the, ah! the, team, the rest of the team, and you know, Joe Flacco does not have what it takes to consistently lead a franchise the way that they expect him to do in Baltimore. And it was very apparent by his pick that was just an absolute panic throw yeah. at the then, end of the game. That's, and that's
3: the second time that's happened this season for him in, in crunch time. Oh, yeah. Also it's it's oh, yeah.
2: become expected. Well, actually, there was a report there that the uh, play calling, you know how they send in through the helmets, that yeah, that yeah. got busted on that last drive. So basically, he was going on his own. Exactly. But, I mean, at the same it, time, excuses. if that happened... If you're to, an NFL quarterback, exactly. you can't let that happen. If that happened he to Brady just, or he just Manning. assumed
4: that his coach was going to say throw a poor pick in the middle of the end zone to lose the game.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I... I have to agree Maybe with Dylan. Maybe they studied
4: that on film this week.
2: I have to agree with Dylan here. I think uh, Joe Flacco's kind of hit the bottom. Uh, I think that Super Bowl win, I think he was just playing out of his mind that season. And there's no way the Ravens couldn't give him the extension. I mean, you don't not re-sign a quarterback after he wins you the Super Bowl. But I think they're kind of really in a tough position now where they, want, they would... Ideally, want to try and rebuild, but his clock's kind of running out. So maybe I don't. am sure his stock's super low, but maybe trade him to the Texans or somebody that need a quarterback, uh, and then maybe still see value in him. That would that would be very interesting. Yeah. So who yeah, who does
4: Baltimore have? All right.
2: I,
3: I, I yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm I'm gonna agree there. Joe Flacco is a trick. He's a pick machine. I would not start him in any fantasy football league. There you go. Okay, and on to our next topic, which is Jeremy Lin's new haircut.
2: Oh yeah, not the player himself, but just his haircut. For those of you that haven't seen it, uh it's kinda hard for me to explain, honestly. I can't I'm looking at it right now. Uh it's basically just gelled straight up in the air, but if you haven't looked it up, I would go do that right now. Dylan, what are your thoughts? Overrated, underrated on that um, new that new but... cut. I think I
4: think it's a real treat for people who are a big fan of those toy trolls, the ones that you can get oh, their that hair straight up.
1: Those things, It yeah. looks yeah.
4: remarkably similar to that, or maybe like Jimmy Neutron, you mm. remember him? Okay, yeah. Yeah, what very Jimmy Neutron-esque, because it's a real treat for people who uh, want a little throwback to their childhood and are, are missing uh, watching on TV, perhaps, Jimmy Neutron or those little trolls play around. But for anyone who has a actual respect for the game of basketball, <laughs> and for just uh, hair and headbands just... in general... Just as, as a pretty good. avid headband expert yeah, myself, yeah, yes. yeah, I'm actually really against Jeremy Lin's entire use of the headband. Oh my God! Yeah,
2: I'm gonna say <laughs> that we looks just pulled up another picture. I'm gonna say. Uh, Trick, because while maybe it looking gelled looks semi- <laughs> semi-normal, when the hair is ungelled, gelled uh, it comes down to a, a bull cut of sorts. It is strange. Uh, I don't know what he's... Yeah, so I'm gonna go Trick. It, yeah, yeah. It, I'm
3: gonna say Trick, too. It just kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. It's they, yeah, I know. What, re- what it reminds me of is when you have a soup can and you're shaking it and, <laughs> and like, the noodles are starting to fall out, but they're not <laughs> totally out of the soup can and they're just dangling there. That's kind of oh, what you it know, looks you like. You know
4: that guy on the string cheese wrappers? The string cheese yes, guy? That's, oh, that's, exactly. That's what he that, like is,
2: that is, that is <laughs> the sped that image is. of Jeremy. Lin. But this could turn into a sponsorship deal. I mean, if you're going to go yeah, for that could look, be the nice, new string, this cheese, string cheese guy. Well, there you go. <laughs> that, that is Jeremy Lin. There you go. New haircut. All right. So is, is that all we got? Oh, I think we got one more. This is going to be the most confusing. Oh. Trick or treat. Trick or treating. There you go a little Ooh, double. This is like almost like Inception this here. Is, All yeah. right. Trick or treating. Uh,
4: you know, I think trick or treating is a real treat. <laughs> you know, a bunch of a bunch of kids running out around, uh, just just going after candy in the neighborhood, um, having a great time, celebrating a great tradition in our country. Mm. Um, I'm just a really big fan. I I uh, I just love the tradition. I love the uh, the thought that you can just go to any home and get free food. Um, I'm, I'm a big easy. proponent of that. Uh... I hope it I hope it continues for many years longer.
2: <laughs> I don't think you're in any jeopardy of it not being <laughs> continuing. I mean, I'm just Trick or, uh, so let's see. Trick or treating here. I'm going to say is I'm going to agree with Dylan and say it is a treat. Um I mean, free food. Who's going to say no? no right? You, no, can't, you can't. You can't. You can't. Although, I mean I do have a fond memory of not a fond memory. A distinct memory of getting like a lot of Almond Joys one year. Uh, uh, that yeah, was the Those worst. people, That I don't know what's... Yeah, Wait, yeah. What? Who eats Almond Joys? I don't know. Yeah. Nobody eats Almond Joys. It, it must be a Davis thing, right? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Okay, who hands out Almond Joys? Yeah. Don't hand out Almond Joys if you're listening. Like, come on. If you hand out Almond
4: Joys, expect dangerous things from the Take it to the Hub cast. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming for you. All right.
3: I am, I'm I'm going to say Trick for this one. Mm. Ooh. And I, I think you should go on a... Bluedevilhub.com later this oh, yes. week and check out our Halloween safety
2: video produced by Rowan Hart. Yeah. Rowan
3: Hart. You should check it out because there are some dangerous things out there on Halloween night. People need to be aware. Definitely. What are you implying? You need to be safe you, out well, there. Maybe
2: you watch the video, Dylan. They I mean, to yeah, see if if, if, right. if
3: Dylan Lee is out there, you are not safe. So yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: Because he loves candy. And that'll do it for episode three of Take it to the Hub. Thanks for listening uh, once he... again. If you have any questions, email us at take to the hub dhs at gmail.com uh, Follow the hub at dhs hub on Twitter. Uh, on, we're on Facebook and Instagram too. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening.